0: Hello, I'm Maria Titizian.
1: And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of August 12.
0: In the news, residents of the Armenian village of Aravno, located on the Lachin Corridor, have been told to leave their homes by August 25, when the village will be handed over to Azerbaijan. Following another Azerbaijani attack in Artsakh, Armenia's Prime Minister announces the necessity to clarify the actions of the Russian peacekeeping mission, and Iran is set to open a consulate in Armenia's southern town of Gapan in the Sunni region.
1: Last week, authorities in Artsakh informed residents of the village of Agavno located on the Lachin corridor, that they have to leave the village by August 25. The announcement came on the heels of an escalation on the Artsakh-Azerbaijan border on August, uh, started from August 1 until the 3rd of August. As a result of which, two Armenian soldiers were killed and 19 others were injured. On August 3, Artsakh's President Aray Harutyunyan signed a decree calling for partial military mobilization, which was abolished on August 10 and the uh, mobilized soldiers were discharged.
0: The residents of Agavno will be relocated either to Stepanagird or to Armenia. The villagers were asked to leave the village because Agavno, along with the villages of Sus and Perzor, will be handed over to Azerbaijan. Baku is demanding that Armenians use an alternative road to bypass the Lachin Corridor, the only lifeline connecting Armenia and Artsakh. Yesterday, Baku announced that the Azerbaijani side had completed the construction of its part of an alternative road, while the Armenian government only ordered the construction of its portion of the road to start at the beginning of August. At the same
1: time, following the early August escalation, the Armenian Foreign Ministry, as well as Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, announced that according to the November 9 trilateral statement, the Armenian, Azerbaijani and Russian sides were supposed to agree on a plan for the construction of the new road and the transfer of infrastructure, and this had to be done within three years, according to the uh, statement. However, the the Armenian side had offered several times to discuss the plan with Baku, which Baku refused. According to Pashinyan, Baku decided and built the alternative road on its own initiative.
0: On August 9, Artsakh's Minister of Territorial Administration Haik Khanyan told CivilNet the Russian peacekeeping mission informed Stepan Agird about Azerbaijan's intention to start the construction of this alternative road, and Stepan uh, had replied that the best option would be the road passing through the villages of Medzhen and Hinshan. According to Hanemian, the alternative was built based on what Artsakh had suggested with only a few alterations. He also noted that he does not know uh, who agreed to the plan from the Armenian side, adding that nonetheless there was an agreement between Azerbaijan, the Russian peacekeeping contingent and Stepanagerd.
1: Khanumyan had also told the residents of Aghavno that when they leave, they are not to burn their homes, otherwise they would not receive any compensation. His justification was that in the future it might be possible for people to return to Aghavno as it is very close to the new corridor. He added that several villages of the Aghanus community, which had fallen under Azerbaijani control after the war, will be included in the new corridor and Artsakh residents may be able to move back to their villages of Aghanus.
0: The residents of Gornitzor through which the new road linking Armenia and Artsakh will pass, uh, said that the Armenian side started the construction of the road on August 2. The Armenian government intends to finish the construction of this new road uh, by spring of next year. Until then, the connection between Armenia and Artsakh will be established through a four-kilometer dirt road that connects to the existing highway that will be controlled by Russian peacekeepers. There are concerns, however, that it will be difficult to travel on the road you know, in times of rain or heavy snow.
1: Parallel to building the new road, the Armenian government is also building a new water, gas, and electricity lines from Armenia to Artsakh, as currently all the existing infrastructure passes through the section of the Lachin corridor that will be handed over to Azerbaijan. According to Khanumyan, the communication and electricity lines will be moved to the new corridor as soon as possible. As for the gas pipeline, they are trying to find alternatives. The minister did say that the infrastructure will not be ready until August 25.
0: Until all gas, electricity, internet, and communication cables are moved, Azerbaijan will have control over the infrastructure passing through the Lachin Corridor. In March just this past year, when Armenia and Artsakh were hit by unprecedented uh, cold weather reaching you know temperatures below freezing, Azerbaijan um, arbitrarily cut off the gas supply to Artsakh for uh, two weeks. According to Hanumia, Stepanagert has energy reserves which should help them avoid a similar scenario until the new infrastructure in place.
1: And as a reminder, on June 27, Nikol Pachinyan announced that after the alternative road bypassing Lachin is completed, all the villages that were not part of the nagorno karabakh Autonomous Oblast would be handed over to Azerbaijan. The issue of Aghavna was left hanging in the air.
0: The situation was also tense on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. On August 6, an Armenian conscript was wounded by Azerbaijani fire on the eastern portion of the state border. Later, Russia's defense ministry stated that the incident had taken place near Sotk, this is in the Kunik region of Armenia, and on August 8, Armenia's Ministry of Defense denied accusations by Baku that Armenian armed forces had fired in the direction of Azerbaijani military positions. During the August 4 cabinet
1: meeting, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan addressed the escalation in Arsakh and the mandate of the Russian peacekeeping mission. Pashinyan stated that a number of events that happened on August, uh, in between August 1 and 3 and before race questions regarding the nature of Russian peacekeeping mission uh, in nagorno karabakh
0: According to the Prime Minister, the capture of the villages of Khudzapert and Hintagher and the capture of Armenian servicemen by Azerbaijan in the presence and with the permission of the Russian peacekeepers on December 11, 2020, the capture of the village of Parukh in uh, nagorno karabakh on March 24, 2022, again in the presence of Russian peacekeepers. The continuous ceasefire violations along the contact line, the cases of physically and psychologically intimidating the Armenians of nagorno karabakh in the presence of the peacekeepers are unacceptable.
1: Pashinyan stressed that under these circumstances, it becomes necessary to clarify the details of the peacekeeping mission in nagorno karabakh He added that this was necessary from the beginning, along with the deployment of the peacekeeping troops. However, it was hindered by Azerbaijan, who refused to sign the mandate of the peacekeeping force in nagorno karabakh Pashinyan stated that as Armia signed the mandate of the peacekeeping mission in November of 2020, Yerevan expressed that it will be implemented in full.
0: Pashinyan also stated that the third point of the trilateral statement of November 9, 2020, which ended the... Artsakh war, clearly states that there is a contact line in nagorno karabakh along which the Russian peacekeeping forces are deployed. That area is called the zone of responsibility of the Russian peacekeeping troops in Artsakh, and Armenia expects that any attempts to cross the line of contact will be stopped by Russian peacekeepers and the Azerbaijani units inside the contact line will be withdrawn.
1: The prime minister also noted that the signatures of Armenia and Russia are sufficient to implement the Russian peacekeeping mandate in full force. If the Russian side fails to do so, then it is necessary to take measures to establish that mandate internationally or to endow the peacekeeping mission with a wider international mandate.
0: In response to Pashinyan's criticism of the Russian peacekeeping mission deployed in Artsakh, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, told reporters on August 5 that Moscow has yet to receive Pashinyan's Suggestions regarding the peacekeeping mission. Following Lavrov's statement, Armenia's foreign ministry speaker, Vahan Hunanyan, stated that the concerns of the Armenian side regarding the need to increase the effectiveness of the activities of the Russian peacekeeping troops and the emergence of possible issues in the future among other cases, were transferred in writing to the top leadership of the Russian Federation in February of 2021.
1: And yesterday, a representative of Russia's foreign ministry, Ivan Nachayev, told reporters that Russia does not consider criticism of its peacekeeping mission in Nagorno-Karabakh to be fair. According to Nachayev, the Russian peacekeepers are engaged in efforts to stabilize the situation on the ground. Nachayev also stated that Moscow plans to facilitate high-level contacts on the issue concerning armenian Azerbaijani relations, by the end of August.
0: He also stated that the situation around the Lachin Corridor should be resolved in accordance with the 6th point of the November 9 trilateral statement, which stipulates that the plan for the construction of a new route through the Lachin Corridor which will ensure a link between Karabakh and Armenia should be determined with the agreement of the parties in the next three years, with a subsequent redeployment of Russian peacekeeping troops to maintain the security of the route.
1: And speaking of issues on the Armenian-Azerbaijani agenda, last week, Armenia's ambassador to Ukraine, Vladimir Karabetyan, told Ukrainian National TV that, while Azerbaijan declares that 38 Armenian POWs are held in Baku, the Armenian government believes that an additional 26 are being held in Azerbaijan also according to Karapetyan Yerevan has evidence in the form of documents video footage as well as testimony from returned POWs.
0: Yesterday, Pashinyan talked uh, on the phone with Iran's president, Ibrahim Raisi, discussing the situation in the region as well as Armenian-Iranian relations, referring to the recent escalation. The Iranian president reiterated the statement made by his country's supreme leader, Ayatollah Khamenei, during the recent meeting with the presidents of Russia and Turkey, that Iran is sensitive about its borders in the South Caucasus and will oppose any attempt to alter them. Also yesterday,
1: the Iranian embassy in Yerevan told Armenprez that Tehran has appointed a consul general in Rapan, adding that further details will be provided later. In December of last year, the Iranian government decided to open a consulate in, in Rapan.
0: Following the August 1 escalation in Artsakh, uh, Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan also spoke with Russia's President Vladimir Putin, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, French President Emmanuel Macron, and the President of the European Council, Charles Michel.
1: Putin and Pashinyan discussed issues related to the situation around Nagorno-Karabakh as well as ensuring security on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. No further details were revealed about the phone conversation.
0: According to an Armenian government press release, Pashinyan and Blinken, Blinken discussed the recent tensions again in Artsakh. The state secretary expressed concern about the escalation and willingness to assist in stabilizing the situation and assured uh, the Armenian prime minister that the U.S. is watching the situation in and around nagorno karabakh closely, urging direct dialogue between Armenia and Azerbaijan to resolve issues related to or resulting from the conflict. Blinken also spoke with Azerbaijan's president Ilham Aliyev, calling for de-escalation.
1: Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron also spoke with both leaders, according to a press statement by the French government. Macron is closely following the developments in the South Caucasus, expressing his concern over the serious incidents that have occurred in recent days, particularly in the area of the Lachin corridor. He called for measures to be taken to avoid an escalation.
0: European Council President Charles Michel also spoke with Pashinyan and Aliyev. Michel stated that ahead of um, the next meeting scheduled between the two leaders in Brussels, it is essential to continue dialogue and make concrete progress on all points on the agenda, adding that the EU remains engaged. Also this
1: week, Azerbaijan's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Jeyhun Bayramov, told Turkish reporters that Armenia is delaying the opening of the so-called Zangezur Corridor, adding that Azerbaijan will have an alternative route to access Nakhchevan through Iran. Bayramov stated that the construction of the first bridge on the Araks River has already started in agreement with the Iranian side.
0: Azerbaijan's foreign minister added that while Azerbaijan has an alternative option for accessing Nakhichevan, Armenia was given a chance to be included in regional communication developments. The road linking mainland Azerbaijan to its Nakhichevan exclave, which will pass through Iran, will only be five kilometers away from the Armenian border. Azerbaijan and Iran signed a memorandum of understanding about linking Western Azerbaijan to Nakhichevan through Iran uh, back in March of this year.
1: And during the November 4th cabinet meeting, Pashinyan stated that Armenia is willing to ensure a link between Azerbaijan and Nakhichevan at any moment through existing roads, from any crossing, and to provide security guarantees as well. According to Pashinyan, despite Armenia's willingness to provide the connection, Baku has never asked to use Armenia's territory to reach Nakhichevan.
0: Yerevan has continuously stated that it will not grant a corridor to Azerbaijan, um, for linking its western regions uh, with Nakhichevan. Pashinyan stated that with the November 9th statement, Armenia is obliged to provide a link between Azerbaijan and its exclave, which it is ready to do in accordance with its legislation.
1: Early this week, images of Russian checkpoints along the roads linking Mary to several villages in the southern part of Sunik region appeared on Armenian social networks. The Russian border guards, which have a mandate to guard the Armenian-Iranian border, were stopping Armenian citizens and foreigners Checking their documents as asking where they were headed.
0: The mayor of Mehri, Bagrat Zakarian, uh, told Azadutyun that the Russian border guards set up checkpoints in southern Sunik months ago. After media reports about the installation of new Russian checkpoints near Mehri, Russia's FSB border guards department in Armenia explained that it was done in coordination with Armenian authorities to prevent illegal cross border activities such as drug trafficking and illegal migration.
1: According to FSB, a tense situation has been observed recently at the mail section of the Armenian-Iranian state border due to increased attempts to illegally smuggle drugs from Iran to Armenia. Moreover, according to the Russian side, violations of the border by representatives of extremist and terrorist groups were also recorded. Armenian government officials have yet to comment on the presence of Russian checkpoints along the roads in Sunik.
0: Also yesterday, Armenia's foreign ministry denied reports from Turkish media sources that envoys Ruben Rubinian and Serdar Kilic, who are negotiating a resolution to Armenian-Turkish relations, will meet in September in Turkey. Armenia's foreign ministry told um, Armen Press that so far, no such agreement has been reached between the two parties because they have been meeting in third countries. Uh, So this is the first time that they would meet in one of the two countries, but, of course, our foreign ministry has denied that.
1: This week, an Armenian conscript was found dead with a gunshot wound, and two others, a contact serviceman and a participant of the three-month training arranged for the reserve soldiers were also found dead in yet unspecified circumstances. A criminal investigation has been launched to investigate the death of the conscript, and uh, forensic examinations have been appointed to find out the causes of the sudden deaths.
0: Today, Artsakh's Ministry of Interior reported that four people were killed after a civilian vehicle collided with a vehicle belonging to the Russian peacekeeping contingent on the Stepanagert Askeran Road in Artsakh. The Armenian driver from the village of Sarushen was taken to hospital with fractures and lung damage. The four female passengers in his car were killed on the scene. There are no reports about the Russian driver. Um, as or before. anyone else yeah. in the car, no. Armenia's Prosecutor General's Office reported that two people have
1: been charged with state treason. One of them was recruited by Foreign Intelligence Services in 2017 and gave them information about Armenia. This year, on June 7, he left Armenia, after which, through a video message, he asked the president of Azerbaijan to grant him Azerbaijani citizenship. And this is the first time we understand when they say Foreign Intelligence Services, which country (laughs) it pertains
0: to. Well, the other Armenian citizen who is living in Istanbul was also recruited by foreign intelligence uh, and posted anti-Armenian comments on Facebook praising Azerbaijan's government and criticizing the actions of Armenia and Artsakh during the 2020 Artsakh War. This person also appealed to Azerbaijan's president to be granted Azerbaijani citizenship to live and work uh, in Stepanagerd under Azerbaijani control.
1: Yesterday, Armia's former Prosecutor General Ahmad Hovsepian was granted bail. Hovsepian has to pay 100 million Armenian drums. That's over 240,000 U.S. dollars. Hovsepian's lawyers had argued that their clients suffered from a number of illnesses, including severe diabetes, which they insisted was incompatible with detention.
0: His situation deteriorated while he was being transferred from one hospital to another. Uh, Hovsepian's lawyers also argued that since his assets are frozen. He cannot pay uh, the bail at the moment. His friends and relatives uh, apparently are trying to gather the money to get him out of prison.
1: If his assets weren't frozen, he would have been able to just pay $240,000 I'm assuming dollars out that's what pocket. it means, yes. Well, Josepian was detained
0: last September for
1: bribery, money laundering, and illegal business activity charges. He Served as Armenia's Prosecutor General from 1998 until 1999, and again from 2004 until 2013. He went on to become the first head of the newly created Investigative Committee in 2014, running the committee until the 2018 Velvet Revolution.
0: And Avedik Chalabyan was detained again last week, less than a week after his release from pre-trial detention uh, for health complications. He was detained for three months. Chalabian, a public figure affiliated with the 5165 movement and a known critic of Nikol Pashinyan and his government, was detained in May for allegedly trying to bribe the head of the student council at the Agrarian University of Armenia to recruit students to participate in protests.
1: Last week, the head of the Armenian Revolutionary Federation Haithat Committee of the Netherlands, Masis Abrahamian, and his daughter were banned from entering Armenia. His daughter was sent back right away, while Abrahamian was uh, denied entry after being held at the airport for over 10 hours without any explanation. Armenia's National Security Service has not issued any clarification about the incident.
0: And last month, as we've reported before, Murat Papazian, one of the co-chairs of the Coordination Council of Armenian Organizations of France, and a member of the Bureau of the Armenian Revolutionary Federation was banned from entering Armenia uh, as well. Um, He was among protesters who organized an attack on the official motorcade of the Prime Minister's delegation in France back in June 2021.
1: Well, in Papazian's case, we had an explanation, and that was linked to a foreign national in this case, Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have Armenian nationality to attacking an Armenian government delegation. In this new case, we'd still don't. We have no idea, right. Well, and then Armenia's uh, national chess team won second place in the 44th World Chess Olympiad, in India. The winner of this year's chess olympiad was Uzbekistan.
0: Yes it was a, a proud moment and speaking of not so proud moments COVID numbers continue rising in Armenia during this past week over 1800 new cases were registered um, and welcome back Rubina, because you, you also <laughs> got yeah, COVID was, finally. <laughs> a number <laughs> last was, week also that's right. of the surge. Right and that's uh, the kind of week we've had here uh, in Armenia. Um, we just wanted to let you know that in the coming two weeks Rubina and I will not be doing the weekend review we Nijde will,
1: and Arman will be taking right, over
0: our, our colleagues uh, Nijde and Arman will be taking over for us uh, Rubina and I will be traveling to the United States because a longtime friend and supporters of EVN Report Noel and Talin Gharibian have very graciously offered to host a fundraising event at their home uh, in California so that's where we will be um, thank you for listening and have a great weekend and we promise to be back in three weeks' time, but do follow our weekend review uh, next week.